Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. And I want to thank all of you who do that, the Patreon subscribers, those of you who uh, support this podcast and make it possible each week. Uh, couldn't do it without you. I'm super, super grateful. Today we are going to resume our study in the second book of Samuel, 2 Samuel, and we're ready for chapter 17. Uh, we're actually going to read 17 and 18 today. Uh, just a quick little recap. We have to go all the way back to David's sin with Bathsheba. And after that, God told David, the sword will never leave your house. And what you did in secret, like what you did in the dark, I'm going to do before all of Israel. And we've kind of seen the fallout of that. Uh, what we read uh, in our last study uh, in chapters 14 through 16, we have David fleeing from his own son Absalom, who he loves, right? But his own son is trying to take over the throne. And to make matters worse, the prophecy of what David did in this in secret, what David did in the dark, would be done to him in the open, also took place. And as we ended our study last time with these two verses, verse 22 of chapter 16, it says, So they spread Absalom a tent upon the top of the house, and Absalom went in unto his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Try to imagine such an event, such evil. A tent being set up in the middle of the city like that, and Absalom is engaging in sex with David's concubines, his father's concubines. And if you didn't think it could get worse, it's about to in our study this morning. Um, because now, David, we're going to basically be dealing with, first of all, we have some really bad counsel that's given to Absalom, but it also demonstrates that the Lord is in control, even in the midst of seeming chaos and evil intents. Uh, the Lord is still uh, able to be in the midst of that. And then we have the slaying, the death of Absalom, which is followed, obviously, by the great grief of King David. And that's kind of how this story uh, wraps up today. And so we've talk we talked about this before, and I'll just briefly say this again, and then we'll get started. When we sin, you know, it's not like it just impacts us, right? There's a trickle-down effect. that It impacts the people around us. It impacts the people we love. And David's paying a great, great price for a great, great sin that he did. And even though David is a man after God's own heart and wrote all these psalms and was... And, and he, the lineage of the Messiah came through him and all these things. Even though he was greatly loved by God and he was a man after God's own heart, he, still being a human being, made terrible decisions at times, made mistakes, 
and had to pay the consequences of those decisions. And so let that be a lesson for all of us. All right, that's enough uh, setup and enough commentary. Let's read the story for this morning. 2 Samuel chapter 17 and 18, King James Bible. Let's begin. Moreover, Ahithophel said unto Absalom, Let me now choose out of twelve thousand men, and I will arise and pursue after David this night. And I will come upon him while he is weary and weak and handed, and I will make him afraid, and all the people that are with him shall flee, and I will smite the king only. And I will bring back all the people unto thee, the man whom thou seekest, as if all returned. So all the people shall be in peace. And the saying pleased Absalom well, and the elders of Israel. Then said Absalom, Call now Hushiah the archite also, and let us hear likewise what he saith. And when Hushiah was come to Absalom, Absalom spake unto him, saying, Ahithophel hath spoken after this manner. Shall we do after his saying? If not, speak thou. And Hushai said unto Absalom, The counsel that Ahithophel hath given is not good at this time. For said Hushai, Thou knowest what thy father and his men, that they be mighty men, and that they be chafed in their minds as a bear robbed of her whelps in the field. And thy father is a man of war, and will not lodge with the people. Behold, he is hid now in some pit or in some other place, and it will come to pass, when some of them be overthrown at the first, that whosoever heareth it will say, There is a slaughter among the people that follow Absalom. And he also that is violent, whose heart is the heart of a lion, shall utterly melt, for all Israel knoweth that thy father is a mighty man, and they which be with him are valiant men. Therefore, I counsel that all Israel be generally gathered unto thee from Dan even to Beersheba, as the sand that is by the sea for multitude, and that thou go into battle in thy own person. So shall we come upon him in some place where he shall be found, and we will light upon him as the dew falleth on the ground, and of him and of all the men that are with him there shall not be left so much as one. Moreover, if he be gotten into a city, then all Israel bring ropes to that city, and we will draw into the river until there be not one small stone found there. And Absalom and all the men of Israel, the council of Hushiah, the archite, is better than the council of Ahithophel. For the Lord had appointed to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel to the, innocent, to the intent that the Lord might bring evil upon Absalom. All right, so let's pause for just a second and take note of what's going on here. You have this character, um, Ahithophel, Ahithophel, or Pel, and he says, hey, let's go and we'll do this thing and we'll sneak up and we'll take David only and, we'll, and I'll kill David, but there'll be peace because we won't end up being at war with all these other people. 
And Absalom likes that idea. So right there, that's already disturbing. Absalom's completely okay with killing his own father, sleeping with his own father's concubines. I mean, this is out of control, the evil of this, this kid. And this must be just deeply disturbing and heartbreaking for David and any 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 man out there who's got a son you would you know, you can kind of feel that when you're thinking about David's predicament but then this other guy they they asked for Absalom wants uh, some advice from this other guy and he's going to compare the two advices and the other guy his name is Hushai and he says, no, don't do it this way. Your dad's a man of war. He's, you know, this, this isn't going to work. And he gives him a, a, some different counsel. The part that I want to uh, focus in on real quick, and then we'll continue on, is it says, For the Lord had appointed to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring evil upon Absalom. So even though you have these people, these elders, you have Absalom, they're all scheming this evil plan, right? But the Lord was involved. And the Lord was intending that you had some good advice that would probably work, and then you had some really bad advice that's not going to work. And the Lord leads them to buy into the bad advice so that he could bring evil and judgment upon Absalom. And so when I read this last night preparing for this morning, I was thinking about all the evil scheming that's going on right now in politics and in the world as they are intending to roll out some really terrible plans for the people, I believe, coming this fall and winter. My prayer is that the Lord would do what he's done in this situation, that he would give them bad counsel. And that as a result, they'd fall into their own pit, into their own traps, into their own snares. Let's continue on. Verse 15. Then said Hushaiah to Zodak and to Abithar the priest, Thus and thus did Ahithophel counsel Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and thus have I counseled. Now therefore, sin quickly and tell David, saying, Lodge not this night in the plains in the wilderness, but speedily pass over. Let the king be swallowed up, and all the people that are with him. Now Jonathan and Ahimaaz stayed in Enrogel, for they might not be seen to come into the city. And a wench went and told them, and they went and told King David. Nevertheless, a lad saw them and told Absalom, but they went both of them away quickly and came to a man's house and Bahiram, which had a well in his court, whither they went down. And the woman took and spread a covering over the well's mouth and the ground, corn there, and their thing was not known. And when Absalom's servant came to the women to the house, they said, Where is Ahimaaz and Jonathan? And the woman said unto them, they be gone over the brook, over the water. And when they had sought and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, after they were departed, that they came up out of the well and went and told King David and said unto David, Arise and pass quickly over the water, for thus hath Epiphethel counseled against you. Then David rose and all the people that were with him, and they passed over the Jordan by the morning light, there lacked not one of them that was not gone over the Jordan. 
And when Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass, and he arose, and he got him home to his house, to the city, and put his household in order, and hanged himself, and died, and was buried in the sepulcher of his father. Then David came to Mahanaim, and Absalom passed over Jordan, and all the men of Israel with him. And Absalom made Amasa captain of the host instead of Joab, which Amasa was a man's son, whose name was Ahith, was Ahithra, an Israelite, that went in to Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zeriah, Joab's mother. So Israel and Absalom pitched in the land of Gilead. By the way, that's an important thing to note really quickly because then something else might make a little more sense here in a few minutes. So let's look at this part real quick again, just for one second. So Joab, um, who is kind of like a army general or something of that nature, uh, but he's more for David, obviously. It says that Absalom made Amasa captain of the host instead of Joab. So Absalom appointed this other guy to be captain of the host named Amasa. Now listen, it gives you this little detail. It says, which Amasa was a man's son, okay, a man's son, whose name was Ithra, an Israelite, that went into Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zeriah, Joab's mother. Okay, so there might be some animosity going on about all of that. Moving forward, verse 26. So Israel and Absalom pitched in the land of Gilead. And it came to pass when David was come to Mahanaim, that Shobai, the son of Nahash, of Rabbah, of the children of Ammon, and Machur, the son of Amiel, Lodibar, and Barzillia, the Giladite of Rogalim, brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and cheese of kind for David and for the people that were with him to eat. For they said, the people is hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Chapter 18. And David numbered the people that were with him and set captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. And David sent forth a third part of the people under the hand of Joab, and a third part under the hand of Abishai, the son of Zeriah, Joab's brother, and a third part under the hand of Ittai, the Gittite. And the king said unto his people, I will surely go forth with you myself also. But the people answered, Thou shalt not go forth, for if we flee away... They will not care for us, neither if half of us die will they care for us. But now thou art worth ten thousand of us. Therefore, now it is better that thou succor us out of the city. And David said unto them, What seemeth you best I will do. And the king stood by the gate side, and all the people came out by hundreds and by thousands. And the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man, even with Absalom. And all the people heard when the king gave all the captains charge concerning Absalom. So the people went out into the field against Israel, 
and the battle was in the wood of Ephraim, where the people Israel were slain before the servants of David, and there was a great slaughter that day of twenty thousand men, for the battle was there scattered over the face of the country, and the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. And Absalom met the servants of David, and Absalom rode upon a mule, and the mule went under a thick bow of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak, and was taken up between the heaven and the earth, and the mule was under him, went away. And a certain man saw it, and told Joab, and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanged in an oak. And Joab said to the man that told him, And behold, thou sawest him, and why didst thou not smite him there to the ground? And I would have given thee ten shekels of silver and a girdle. And the man said to Joab, Though I should receive a thousand shekels of silver in my hand, yet would I not put forth my hand against the king's son. For in our hearing the king charged thee and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Beware, none touch the young man Absalom. Otherwise I should have wrought falsehood against my own life, for there is no matter hid from the king, and thou thyself would have set thyself against me. Then Joab, then said Joab, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand, and he thrust them through the heart of Absalom, while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. And ten young men that bare Joab's armor compassed about, and smote Absalom and slew him. And Joab blew the trumpet, and the people returned from pursuing after Israel, for Joab held back the people. And they took Absalom and cast him into a great pit of wood, and laid a very great heap of stone upon him. And all Israel fled, every one to his tent. Now Absalom, in his lifetime, had taken and reared up for himself a pillar, which is in the king's dale, for he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. And he called the pillar after his own name, and it is called unto this day Absalom's place. Then said Ahimaaz, the son of Zodak, Let me now run and bear the king tidings how the Lord hath avenged him of his enemies. And Joab said to him, Thou shalt not bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings another day. But this day thou shalt bear no tidings, because the king's son is dead. Then said Joab to Cushai, Go tell the king what thou hast seen. And Cushai bowed himself to Joab and ran. Then said Ahimaaz, the son of Zodak, yet again to Joab, But however, let me, I pray thee, also run after Cushai. And Joab said, Wherefore wilt thou run, my son, seeing that thou hast no tidings ready? But however, said he, let me run. And he said unto him, Run. Then Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plain over, and overran Cushai. And David sat between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof over the gate and to the wall, and lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man running alone. And the watchman cried and told the king, and the king said, If he be alone, there is tidings in his mouth. And he came apace and drew near. And the watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called unto the porter, and said, Behold, another man running alone. And the king said, He also bringeth tithings. And the watchman said, Methinketh the running of the foremost is like the running of Ahimaaz, the son of Zodak. And the king said, He is a good man, and cometh with good tidings. 
And Ahimaaz called, and he said unto the king, All is well. And he fell down to thine earth upon his face before the king, and said, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which hath delivered up the men that lifted up their hand against my lord the king. And the king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Ahimaaz answered, When Joab sent the king's servant, and me thy servant, I saw a great tumult, but I knew not what it was. And the king said unto him, Turn aside and stand here. And he turned aside, and he stood still. And behold, Cushai came, and Cushai said, Tidings, my lord, the king, for the Lord hath avenged thee this day of all them that rose against thee. And the king said to Cushai, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushai answered, The enemies of my lord the king, and all that rise against thee to do thee hurt, be as that young man is. And the king was much moved, and he went up to the chamber over the gate, and he wept. And he went thus and said, O oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee. O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. And that is how our study ends this morning. With the great grief of King David over his son. And like I said, uh, those of you who have sons, you can, re you can understand G David's just deep, deep hurt, right? You know, aside from the things that Absalom did leading up to this, sleeping with the concubines, pursuing after his own father, even then David charged his people, hey, please don't, don't harm the boy. And of course, Joab disobeys this, right? Um, and Joab and ten of his personal soldiers uh, go ahead and just kill Absalom anyway. And now David has gotten that news that Absalom has died. And he grieves and he grieves and he weeps. And he says, oh, that I would have died instead. And so, again, that is the consequence to David's sin. All of this, all of this is just, it is all of that reaping. And it's, it's hard to read. It's hard to, to watch that story. Well, that is our study for this week. And uh, I pray that it's blessed you, that it's pierced your hearts, that it's caused you to draw ever more closely to God and to his son, Jesus. Lord willing, I'll be back with you tomorrow as we study, the, study continue to, to study the ancient book of Jasher. Um, Lord willing, everything works out. That's that'll be the plan for tomorrow morning. Please consider supporting this mission of truth. Uh, it is not possible without your help and without your support. Thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with you all, and until next time, God bless.